tuning in to another episode of And She Shall Be Called Woman. I am your host for the hour, Reverend Kathy LaFleur, and I welcome you on this beautiful Saturday to this podcast. You can find us on Facebook and on Instagram. You can also tune in to this podcast on Anchor FM, Spotify. You can find us also on Google Podcasts and Apple podcast. We're going to go ahead and get into our lesson for the day. It's coming out of the book of Luke chapter 13, and I'll be reading from the New Living Translation for us today. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for this moment. We thank you, Lord God, for all that you've already done, for the things that are yet to come, for the things that we know and the things that are being revealed to us. God, I pray right now in the name of Jesus that you would open every woman's heart, mind, soul, and ears to be receptive to hear what it is that the Spirit is saying unto the churches. God, I pray right now that you would allow the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart to be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. In Jesus' name, amen. And the scripture, Luke 13, beginning at the 10th verse, reads, One Sabbath day, as Jesus was teaching in a synagogue, he saw a woman who had been crippled by an evil spirit. She had been bent double for 18 years and was unable to stand up straight. When Jesus saw her, he called her over and said, Dear woman, you are healed of your sickness. Then he touched her and instantly she could stand straight. How she praised God. But the leaders in charge of the synagogue was indignant that Jesus had healed her on the Sabbath day. There are six days of the week for working, he said to the crowd. Come on those days to be healed, not on the Sabbath. But the Lord replied, you hypocrites, each of you work on the Sabbath day. Don't you untie your ox or your donkey from his stall on the Sabbath and lead it out for water? This dear woman, a daughter of Abraham, has been held in bondage by Satan for 18 years. Isn't it right that she be released even on the Sabbath? This shamed his enemies, but all the people rejoiced at the wonderful things he did. Amen. And so I just want to talk just for a few moments in your hearing. Daughters of Abraham, stand up straight. Daughters of Abraham, stand up straight. As we look into this text this morning, we see that there is a woman and she has been crippled by an evil spirit. And it says that the woman had been doubled over, bent over for the total of 18 years and was unable to stand up straight. 
And what happens as we see this is happening on the Sabbath day as Jesus is teaching in the synagogue. And the minute Jesus sees her, the moment he lay eyes on her, the moment he begins to see her condition, the moment he begins to evaluate her condition just by looking at her, he instantly has compassion on her and he calls her over and says, Dear woman, ye are healed or in the new living translation it says you are healed of your sickness now isn't it amazing that christ is able to look my god beyond our faults and see our needs isn't it amazing that christ could just look at this woman and see her in her condition and stop teaching long enough ah thank you god to teach others what to do on the sabbath see what i'm learning in this time of ministry is sometimes we can be so consumed and so engulfed in teaching our lesson we can be so caught up in getting the word out we can be so so focused on the program and and doing things in a programmatic matter that we miss the opportunity to bless we miss the opportunity to touch we miss the opportunity to agree and to speak the things of God because we miss the moment in our teaching and our preaching because we don't want to stop long enough to understand that someone is standing there in need of God's healing But I love the fact that Jesus is in the synagogue and he's in the middle of a teaching lesson, right? He's in the middle of teaching and he sees this woman. So she had to be standing. Come on. She had to be standing in the synagogue in order for him to see her condition. She had to be standing because it says that she's been bent over. She had to be standing because if you're sitting, how can you tell that she's bent over? She's standing there and he can see her, my God, and she's bent over, but she's not standing up straight like everybody else. See, sometimes you can be in a crowd of people and you stand out. Thank you, God. She's standing out because she's not standing up. She's standing out because she's bent over. She's standing out because she's doubled over. She's have a condition that leaves her different than everybody else in there. So God said, even though, oh my God, thank you. You're standing in the midst of the crowd. You still stand out in the crowd because you're not standing up in the crowd. Everybody else is upright. Everybody else is up on their feet. Their shoulders are strong. Their their face is lifted. But you seem to stand out to Christ. Why? Because there's something going on that, that tells Christ in the midst of looking at you that you need a savior, that you need a touch, that you need healing, that you need Jesus in the midst of the crowd. My God, I thank you, Lord. Thank you for this revelation. And so it says that for 18 years, she was unable to stand up. So listen, she's unable. So even if she wanted to, she couldn't. Even if she tried to, she couldn't. Even if people came and and tried to force her to, she couldn't stand up. And she's been this way for a long time. 18 years is a long time to be dealing with a situation. 18 years is a long time to be bent over. 18 years is a long time to be broken and hurting. 18 years is a long time to be going through. 18 years is a long time to be the same as you were 18 years ago. It's a long time to still be suffering. 18 years is a long time to be in pain. 18 years, daughters, is a long time to be hurting. 18 years is a long time walking around where no one sees that you need some help. 18 years is a long time where you look different from everybody else. 18 years, and the Bible says she's unable to even stand up straight. 
But when Jesus saw her, he called her over and said, Dear woman, you are healed of your sickness. Then he touched her and instantly she could stand straight. Then he touched her. Ha, huh, my God. And instantly she can stand straight. I just wanted to pause there for a moment because it's amazing how instantly she stands straight after he touches her. And the scripture says, and how she praised God. She stands up straight and the first thing that she does is give him glory. She stands up straight and the first thing she does is acknowledge who did it. She stands up straight and the first thing she does, my God, is worship God for what he's done for her. The first thing she does is to give him honor. The first thing she does is to give him praise. The first thing that she does, she doesn't look around. She doesn't speak to no one else. She doesn't tell anybody else about, look, look at me. I can stand up straight. But no, she gives God praise. It says, then he touched her and instantly she could stand straight. How she praised God. She gave him praise. Hallelujah. She recognized that it was his, it was his doing. She recognized that it took God to do it. She recognized that it took him to, to acknowledge her. She recognized that it took him to call her over. She recognized that instantly that her situation had changed. Something that had been taunting her. Something that had been hurting her. Something that has been, my God, caused her to be bent over carrying a load my god carrying a load of being crippled oh my god 18 years of dealing with the enemy's tricks 18 years of being dealing with the enemy's spirit 18 years of being stricken with satan's spirit and oh my god and in an instant she praises god because she can now stand up straight but look at this the leaders that were in charge of the synagogue was indignant that Jesus had healed her on the Sabbath. My God. See, they weren't indignant that she was healed. They were indignant because she was healed on the Sabbath. See, it, they wasn't supposed to do anything on the Sabbath day because they were looking at the law of Moses. They were looking at the literal things that said that we were supposed to rest, my God, on the Sabbath day. So they felt they so literal that they can't understand that, that even if and Jesus calls them out. Even if, my God, you untie your donkey, even if you untie your ox, even if you untie your animals and go give them something to drink, that means that you're not even resting on the day that you think that I'm supposed to overlook her situation. You think I'm supposed to overlook her condition. You think I'm supposed to unlook, overlook this spirit that has been tormenting her for 18 years, but you can't overlook a, a thirsty donkey. You can't overlook a thirsty ox. You can't under, overlook a thirsty animal but I'm supposed to under, overlook the daughter of Abraham. I'm supposed to overlook the daughter of the king. I'm supposed to overlook my daughter, my God. And, and this is where we are today, where, where people think that, ah, thank you, Holy Spirit. People think that you can schedule a deliverance service. Let me tell you something. If you begin to put God's deliverance on your schedule, you're just like the leaders in charge of the synagogue. You can't tell God when to move. You can't tell God when to heal. You can't tell God when to set free and deliver. You don't have the right nor the authority. You don't have the power nor, ah, oh my God, thank you, Jesus, nor the anointing to schedule 
schedule what God has the power to do. You can't schedule his deliverance service. Quit putting out flyers talking about deliverance tonight at seven. God could deliver at five before your service starts. God could deliver the week before your service starts. Quit telling people when they're going to be delivered and move in the spirit of God. This is what Jesus does. He moves in the spirit that God has given him. Hallelujah. He moves according to what he knows about God. He moves because he knows that but, but, that she is healed. He moves and he begins to speak healing in her life before he even touches her. He moves and he begins to speak to her before he lays hands on her. Listen, all I'm saying is this. God showed me yesterday that spirits can hear. God told me yesterday that spirits can hear. And so all you have to do is speak a word. All you have to do is speak a word into the vessel, speak a word into the person, speak a word into that situation to let them know that they are healed, to let them know that they are free, to let them know that they are no longer bound, that they are no longer sick. All you have to do is speak a word and, and the word will not go out. Ah, the word will not go into that vessel, into that body, into that person and return void. That word will go up and break up cancer. That word will go up and break up heart failure. That word will go up and break up obesity. That word will grow go up and and break up my God heart disease and, and, and regulate the mind. That word will go into that vessel and begin to break up things that are not like God. That word will go into that vessel and begin to break up things that, that are not supposed to be in there. That word will go into that body and regulate the blood. That word will go into that body and regulate the cells. That word will go into that body and regulate coronavirus. That word is supposed to go in and not return unto God void. When, when you give God's word, oh my God, that word has to open Obey God when you give God's word. That word has to obey God. But when you give your word, hallelujah, that word will do nothing but fall to the ground. But when you give the word of God, that word has to honor. That word has to honor the source that sent it. That word has to honor the source, which is God, that sent that word to tear down everything that's trying to tear down Amasha, to tear down everything that's trying to tear down that woman, everything that had that woman tore over, bent over, my God, broken, oh my God, looking down at her feet. Can you imagine if you are a woman and, and you were crippled and you were bent over? The only thing that you can see is your feet. The only thing that you can see in the ground when people begin to preach to you, look to the hills from which cometh your help. You can't even look up. You you can't stand up. You can't, you can't sit up. You can't lift your head up. Why? Because you're bent over. You're carrying something that you shouldn't be carrying. God said speak a word and to speak into the temples of the women right now and let them know that you are healed oh my god god said that daughter mm, dear woman hallelujah daughter of abraham you are healed of your sickness hallelujah you are healed of your sickness this is the word of the lord jesus you are healed of your sickness so jesus deals with them he said this dear woman a daughter of Abraham has been held in bondage by Satan. She's held in bondage by Satan. Quit assuming that people are held in bondage because of their past. Quit assuming that people are held in bondage because of their sins. Quit thinking that people are held in bondage because of their mistake. This daughter, a woman of God, a daughter of Abraham has been held in bondage by Satan for 18 years. And Jesus says, isn't it right that she be released even on the Sabbath? 
Isn't it right that I be released today and not tomorrow? Isn't it right that I shouldn't have to wait until your Sunday morning service, until after the choir sings, until after the program has been read, until after the scriptures have been read, until after, my God, after all these things happen in the program, that I got to wait to the end for the call of worship. I got to wait to the end and to the call of the invitation. I got to wait to the end, my God, and to the call for me to come to Christ, for me to come and join your church. I got to wait to the end for you to call my name, hallelujah, and call a prayer line. I got to wait to the end for you to call up people who need a prophecy. I got to wait to the end for you to call. God said, look at my son. Hallelujah. Look at how my son did it. He said he stopped in the middle of teaching. Ah, yet I, God said it got to get to the point in time when we stop overlooking people and, and, and quit trying to put on a performance and a program just so we can finish out what we want to do and miss what God is trying to do. We can't do that anymore. God said, isn't it right that she be released even on the Sabbath? You have to ask yourself, people who have been praying and praying and asking for prayers and asking for prayers and asking for prayers, hallelujah, and asking for prayers, and we put them on the schedule for Sunday. Why? Because we need to see, we need for everyone to see that they were healed. We need for everyone to witness that it was done. We need for crowds. We need for audience. We need for all these shenanigans to happen. God said, quit scheduling healing for people to wait till Sunday. God said, my people are hurting today. My people need help today. My people need healing today. My people need a word today. You can't put off his word for tomorrow, for tomorrow is not promised to us. He said, tomorrow has its own worries. Why put off tomorrow what you can do today? He said, this dear woman, a daughter of Abraham, has been held in bondage by Satan for 18 years. Isn't it right that she be released even on the Sabbath? That day was the Sabbath. Jesus is saying, isn't it right that she be released today? Why should I make her come back tomorrow when I'm here right now? Why should I make her come back tomorrow when I can do it in this moment? Why should I make her come back tomorrow when I can heal her today? Why should I make her come back when she's waited 18 years? Why do you make people come back? Why do you make people wait? Oh my God, why do they have to wait for your deliverance program to come for a healing? Why do they have to wait until you're ready? Why do they have to wait until you're able? Because God said it's not by my power or my might, but it's by the spirit of God. Why do they have to wait for you to line up? Why do they have to wait for you when somebody is ready? Somebody has heard from the Lord. Somebody is willing to go down and to speak a word and to lay hands to set people free and to heal them of their infirmities. Why do people have to wait when God said I'm healing right now? I'm still in the healing. I'm still in the blessing. I'm still in the delivering business. Why do people have to wait on God when God said I'm ready to move right now? If you would move out my way. I can move in their heart. If you move out my way, I will move in their life. If you move out my way, I will move on their sickness. I will move on their disease. I will move on their situation. I will move on their circumstances. If you would move out of my way and let me be God, God of the Sabbath. I am the resurrection. I am the healer. I am the way maker. I am Jehovah Jireh. I am Jehovah Nisi. I am the Lord, my God, that heals in the times of trouble. 
you can find me I am God and God all by myself God said they don't have to wait no more hallelujah God said I'm ready now who's needing a healing who needs a touch God said the word of the Lord came from Jesus oh my God in Luke 13 dear woman you are healed of your sickness I'm just echoing the words of Christ to the daughters today the daughters of Abraham you can stand up straight because the Lord has sent a word to you that says dear woman you are healed of your sickness and you don't have to wait for church tomorrow ah tomorrow is Sunday but God said you don't have to wait until tomorrow to get your healing if you're listening to this word God is talking to you right now he said dear woman uh, you are healed of your sickness uh, dear woman uh, you are free from your iniquities uh, dear woman uh, you are healed from that disease uh, dear woman uh, you are free and free indeed uh, dear woman uh, stand up straight uh, as we begin oh my god uh, to thank and praise god uh, you will give me praise once it's done uh, you will give me praise uh, give me the glory for your story uh, don't give nobody else the credit god said the credit belongs to me uh, don't give nobody else the credit god said the glory belongs to me uh, don't give nobody else credit god said the honor belongs to me uh, begin to praise god uh, because god said dear woman you are healed of your sickness you need to tell your sister you need to tell your daughter you need to tell your cousin you need to tell your mother you need to tell your friend you need to tell your co-workers you need to tell your enemies dear woman you are healed of your sickness you need to spread the word make it just as oh my god contagious as the virus if the word can become more contagious than the virus then more people will be healed they overcame by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony dear woman you are healed of your sickness thank you god thank you hallelujah and the bible says in verse number 17 this shamed his enemies but all the people rejoice at the wonderful things he did i thank you god and so as we close in prayer god we thank you for what you did we thank you for what you have done we thank you for the things lord god that we know only you could have done in our lives. Thank you for the healing today, God. 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 I speak to every woman, hallelujah, that is crippled over, God. I speak to every woman that has been bent over, God. That that has been bent over, God. That has been plagued with a condition. Oh, my God, given by Satan. I speak right now, Lord God. Your words, oh God, not mine, Lord God. Your plan, Lord God, not mine, Lord God. Hallelujah. I speak right now into their lives. And I speak, dear woman, hallelujah. You are healed of your sickness. You are healed of your sickness. The time is now. Hallelujah. God said you don't have to wait. Mm. You don't have to wait. God said the time is now. Hallelujah. And we thank you, God. We thank you that the time is now. We thank you for your word. Hallelujah. We thank you for Luke 13, God. We thank you for the word that came today, declaring and decreeing in the name of Jesus. Dear woman, you are healed of your sickness. Hallelujah. We thank you, God, that this woman, was seen by you, God. Thank you that you saw her. Thank you that you can still see your daughters. Thank you that you can still see your daughters, God. And you're speaking into their lives even right now, saying, dear woman, you are healed of your infirmities. Let them, let them feel your touch, God. Let them feel your touch. Because the word says, God, that Jesus touched her 
and instantly. God, let them feel your touch right now. Let them feel the instant healing of their sickness. Let them feel you instantly in this moment, God. I decree and declare in the name of Jesus that testimonies will come forth. I decree and declare in the name of Jesus that someone will tell about how you did it, God. They will share the gospel, God. They will spread this. Hallelujah. They will spread Luke 13, God. They will spread it right now to the women that they know. They will spread it. God, it will become contagious and it will become contagious and it will spread throughout, Lord God. The highways and the byways, we will spread the good news of what you did, God, what you're doing, God, and what you're about to do, God. Every woman that taps in, every woman that touches in, God, I pray that they will spread this, Lord God. That they will spread it, not because it's me speaking it, because it's your word that I'm speaking, God. I pray that they will spread your word. Hallelujah, that you spoke through me. I spread that they will, I pray that they will spread your word, God, in the name of Jesus. And I thank and praise you right now. We give you honor, praise, and glory in the matchless name of Jesus. Amen. 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 I just want to thank you for tuning in to And She Shall Be Called Woman. I pray that this word has blessed you. If you want to be a partner and to sow into the ministry, feel free to do so. Becoming a partner on Anchor FM. Just click the sponsorship link and you can go ahead and do your monthly contributions. Whether it be a small amount or a large amount, it's up to you. Everything helps to sustain this ministry. If you want to sow a one-time donation, you can do so by sending it via Cash App to Official Rev K, Official Rev K during through through the Cash App. If you want to send it any other type of way, feel free to contact me on Facebook or on Instagram. Just look for and she shall be called woman. If you need special prayer, feel free to send me a uh, message, an inbox message. Feel free to send me a note or an email. Hallelujah. Feel free to message me any type of way if you need prayer. Amen. And I just want to thank and praise God for each and every one of you today. I pray that something was said, something was felt, and something was done that you know, (laughs) like the end of that verse said, that God did it. In Jesus' name, amen.